Wasn't that the guy who ate bugs? How many people is Gabriel going to visit? He must be terrified. Poor Joseph. But he's just a teenager. The light is blinding. It's a who's who of the nativity story in a special Advent series right here on Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles his love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that he loves. Jesus, teach us to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace with Donuts and Devos. Hi there and welcome to the first devotion of our special Advent series, right here on Donuts and Devos. I'm Mary Faith and I'm thrilled that you're joining us for this Advent season. We will be exploring who's who of the Nativity story and learning more about these very important figures that we hear about every year, but maybe haven't really thought of or considered who they actually were. I know about Mary and the shepherds. And of course, Jesus. That's great. I'm glad you do. And we will be talking about them more throughout our Advent devotions. We'll also be singing more hymns and carols about the specific person we're focusing on for that day. Who will we be starting with? Well, let's see. There was a very special person who was born before Jesus and came as his forerunner. What's a forerunner? Hmm, Pastor Glaze will explain that term in our devotion, but any guesses? Mm, not really. Okay, well, good. Then you'll already be learning something new. So let's say the Lord's Prayer, and then we can find out who our first who in our Advent series is. Wait, what does Advent mean anyway? Another good question, which we will answer in just a moment. Our Father, who art in Advent. It's a word you're going to hear a lot of in the next few weeks, and I think we should define it for our listeners. Don't you agree, Pastor Glaze? Absolutely. You see, the Sunday before Thanksgiving was the end of our church year. Wait, we miss New Year's Eve? No, 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 no. The church year follows a different calendar. That's right. Last Sunday was the beginning of our church year and also the first Sunday in Advent. This word, Advent, refers to the beginning of the festival half of the season of the church year, where we focused on not only Jesus' first coming and birth, but also preparing for his second coming. So Advent is a time of preparation and joy, as the word Advent is Latin for come to. Jesus has come to us already, and he will come again. That makes sense. So in this beginning week of our Advent season, 
We will be focusing on the important figures in the first coming of Christ in our Nativity story. Today, our Bible readings come from the book of Luke, chapter 1. Our first who was a relative of Jesus, and he is most commonly known as John the Baptist. Oh, I know who that is. You most likely for sure have heard his name before. What was his purpose? Who was John? Where did he come from, and what did he mean for the coming of Jesus? Well, let's read from Luke chapter 1 to find the answers to those questions. Now, a note to the parents and adults out there listening. We will be singing the hymn, On Jordan's Bank, the Baptist Cry, a public domain Advent song that will follow sections of our devotion and reading. You can pause our devotion here for a minute and pull up either our website for the lyrics of this song, or you can Google them. We'd love for our readers to sing along, and if you aren't quite able to read yet, you can listen to the tune and hum with us. So, if you're back and ready to go, let's begin with verse 5 of chapter 1 in Luke. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. Then the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among people. Wow, so this reminds me of another older couple that was barren and couldn't have children from our Old Testament devotions in Genesis. Abraham and Sarah. 
You're right. Another miraculous birth here is about to happen. This angel Gabriel comes before Zechariah, a priest who was chosen to enter the temple and burn incense. Imagine the surprise and shock Zechariah must have experienced. And then to be told that his wife was going to have a baby? But Zechariah did not believe him. No, he didn't. This baby was going to be special, though. He was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and bring many to faith in the Lord. He would be the forerunner of Christ. That means he would come before the Savior and be the announcer that the Messiah was coming. John's message would be loudly proclaiming that the Savior of the world, the King of Kings, was near. He would be telling the people that they needed to get ready for his coming by repenting of their evil ways and turning to Christ, the Son of God. John was a prophet who, like all the prophets before him, pointed God's people to the coming Savior. John was the last prophet of the Old Testament. The song the kids are singing today gives us a brief look into John's ministry and this message. He had come out from the wilderness where he had been living and eating locusts, those bugs, and was baptizing people in the Jordan River for the forgiveness of their sins and telling the people that the Lord was on his way. Here's verse 1 of On Jordan's Bank, the Baptists Cry. reading starts at verse 39 of Luke 1. This is where John, as a baby in his mother Elizabeth's womb, officially meets Jesus, who's in his mother Mary's womb. Luke chapter 1 verse 39. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Isn't that so cool? The baby leaped in her womb at the presence of Jesus. Wow, that's awesome. John, even in his mother's womb, was filled with the Holy Spirit and recognized that he was in the presence of his Lord and Savior. The Word of God is incarnate, made flesh in the womb of Mary. When Mary greets Elizabeth and John heard her voice, he recognized that the Christ was near. But how is that possible? Well, babies in their mommy's tummies can hear. They have ears like you and me, 
They also can move around. Their hands punch, their feet kick, they even hiccup. And I should know because I had a few babies who loved to hiccup. As they develop, they look just like you and me. They grow from very tiny to full term in about nine months. Babies and children are important to God. So important that Jesus, God's own son, became a human being for us in the womb of his mother Mary. John miraculously knew this, recognizing that there was a life in Mary's womb, even though it had not been that long of a time since Mary conceived. In John's leaping, he was already telling the world that the Savior has come. Life was in Mary. And Elizabeth was also filled with the Holy Spirit, having heard the greeting of Mary, and she rejoiced that the Lord had come. These mothers will have to get ready for the birth of their babies. They sure will. And when these two babies grow up, they will do great things. Jesus, we know lots of what he will accomplish. Before Jesus begins his public ministry, though, John will live in the wilderness outside Jerusalem, wear camel's hair, eat wild honey, and those locusts we talk about. Locusts, yuck. And at the command of the Lord, he will baptize, teach, and preach to the people. Repent, for the reign of heaven is at hand. I like to say that John has a big finger, a finger always pointing to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Well, he's the forerunner after all. The one who announces that the Lord is nigh. Here is verse 2 of our song on Jordan's Banks, the Baptist cry. And finally, we read about John's birth, starting from verse 57 of Luke chapter 1. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring of what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea, and all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. Wait, this whole time Zachariah couldn't speak? No, he couldn't speak. That was a very long time he was mute because of his unbelief. But he was able to show that he learned to believe God's word when he affirmed that the baby's name would be John. Just like the angel Gabriel told him. John means God is gracious, which is quite meaningful when you consider that Zechariah and Elizabeth weren't able to have children and then they did. 
It's also quite meaningful because John was the prophet to prepare the people for Jesus' coming. God had been promising a Savior since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. The time has come, and God is keeping that promise. He is fulfilling His word. His love, mercy, and grace towards His people is coming to pass through the arrival of His Son, Jesus the Christ. The Savior has come to set us free from sin and to bring us to everlasting life with Him. Well, that's a little bit about John for us. John wants us and all people to be ready and prepared for who's coming? Jesus! Merry Christmas! Oh, no, 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 yet, not yet. We are in Advent, remember? We're getting ready for that special day. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, You sent John. You sent John. To prepare the way. To prepare the way. For the coming of the Messiah. For the coming of the Messiah. Prepare our hearts and minds. Prepare our hearts and minds. To make ready the way of the Lord. To make ready the way of the Lord. As he comes to us. As he comes to us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. next on our who's who of the nativity story well you'll just have to come back and join us i guess next time right here on donuts and devos to find out who is next in our advent series i want to thank miss flower our pianist and our awesome kiddos for singing our hymn on jordan's banks the baptist cry and also a big thank you to Pastor McCall for designing our coloring pages for this week's devotions. You can go to our website at donutsanddevos.com and find those coloring pages and print them out for your kids to color while they listen to our Advent devotion. I hope you will join us again next time right here on Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time. Donuts and Devos. We're donuts and evils. We're donuts and evils.